Elon Musk wants to drop nuclear bombs on Mars to prepare it for humans. This is all part of a new segment called Why the Aliens Hate Us. <laughs> <laughs> um, this didn't get much attention yesterday for some reason, but this was a headline. Uh, Wall Street Journal broke the story that Russia's f- four nuclear monitoring stations went silent. Fueling concerns that Moscow is trying to conceal data after a recent explosion of one of their missiles. We forgot to turn station on. They said there was some Happens. sort of some sort of transmission error in the uh, the things. They just all went on the fritz. Yeah, I'll be darned. Right after they had a uh, nuclear-powered missile go sideways, they're exactly the same as they were when they were the Soviet Union. Oh yeah. In in terms of this sort of stuff, exactly the same. Yeah. Well, the guy running the place. <laughs> says it was the worst thing that ever happened to him, was the dissolving of the Soviet Union. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Right. A brief, slightly political note, Barack Obama's game-worn high school basketball jersey just sold for $120,000. Obama! Yes, yes. Um, jersey was offered by a man who was three years behind Obama in high school. How he got it, it doesn't make clear. One hundred and twenty dollars Did he know that that jersey would be... I mean, how do you still have that? If you're... How many jerseys do you have from other guys you played sports with in high school? (laughs) Just in case they get elected president? That you kept 40 years later, 35 years later? Not so much. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got our our second baseman's game jersey from uh, junior year. In case he ever becomes president. Yeah, I take it out and a sniff it now and again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, seriously. What? 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 That's a little weird. What? I'll bet Barack Obama responded to that that way. You have one of my jerseys, dude? I don't have one of my jerseys. <laughs> what you, what's the matter with you? Oh, hey, speaking of space and uh, that sort of thing, I just heard that India is set to become the third nation to land a craft on the moon. When? They, uh, any day now. They launched their, their craft uh, like we were a first. month ago, two months ago. We were first. Who was second? Uh, Israel crashed something into the moon, didn't they? Well, anybody can crash oh, something yeah, the, into the, the moon. They're little water bears. Could right? you? The, the yeah. targetings. Yeah, those things. Yeah, I read about those. Those are freaky, man. I don't have it in front of me. It's, I was going to bring it up on the show, but... Tardigans? What are they called? Water bears. All right. Quit calling them that. That's, that's what, what they call them. bears like water. That's what they call them. That's a dumb name. Well, that's what they call them. It's good. That's what they look like. Name. Technical, scientific have name. Have you We're seen talking the picture? Science. I have. Man, they look like water bears. But with six arms? That's stupid. It'd be a freaky-ass bear, so, man. I'd run for my life. So we landed on the moon first, then China did it? No, but I got to talk more about these creatures. They can be lifeless for years. Subjected to horrifically high or brutally low temperatures, then you throw a little water on them, they start ooching around and, and eating, uh, doing what water bears do. It's freaky, man. It's like, did you read about the African lungfish when you were a kid? I don't recall. They, oh, made an impression on me. There's these things that the, the lake bed dries up, they go into this hibernation so deep you can't detect any signs of life. And the water comes back and they're like, that was a nice rest. But so these tardigens are freaky beasts. Man. I was busy collecting classmates' sweaty clothes mm. for future, just in case. Um, but why did why did Israel do that? I think they were trying to land it calm, like the land it, and and, and things went haywire. Okay. So, so the water dwelling eight legged segmented micro animal tardigrades eight legs that's even worse than I thought. Uh, colloquially known as water bears or moss piglets. <laughs> 
Moss piglets? <laughs> Listen, you moss piglet. <laughs> oh, but they're freaky, freaky creatures, though. Keep that, uh, keep the, that trivia coming, Sean. I'm fascinated by these beasts. <laughs> uh, it makes you go, what, what's alive and dead mean? It's like viruses. Another fascinating uh, glimpse from the world of science. What is alive and dead if something can be dead for years and years and years and years and then come back to life? Mm. What does that mean? Should I have my head frozen? One group of dehydrated tardigrades was reportedly taken from a museum sample of dried moss that was more than 100 years old and brought back to life. That's amazing. What's that all about? And can we implant that in us and achieve immortality? Fantastic. Or Frankensteinian nightmares, more likely. So speaking of freezing your head, Jack, this is for you. I bring this up for you. I apologize to the listeners, but I really need Jack to implement this immediately. The Federal uh, Energy Star Program, that's the energy stuff, like you buy an appliance, whatever you get the rating. Um, They are insisting the coolest you should keep your home is 78 degrees. No way. Not a chance. I'm afraid I need you to comply with the government's orders. I agree with Jack. No way. No 78 degrees. That's why I'm here at work, to afford to keep my house cold. When you're worker away, at worker away, they recommend you set it at 85 degrees. Yeah, you go ahead. Then back to 78 when you get home. And while you're sleeping, by the way, because everybody likes to sleep in a nice, warm house, <laughs> keep your thermostat at 82. Yeah, I like nothing like being hot when you're trying to sleep. Oh, yeah, that really helps me to drift off. If I'm not <laughs> coated with just a little sweat, I can't nod off. I like to be wet when I sleep. <laughs> How'd you sleep last night? Not balmy enough. The Department of Energy uh, says go with 78, and they remind you ceiling fans are great for keeping cool, but fans cool people, not whole rooms. What does that and then they mention the five cooling myths. Well, doesn't putting air in motion diffuse the energy of the heat? But what does that mean? What is what? What do they mean? It cools well, people. Well, it not makes room. you feel cooler. It doesn't actually cool the room. But so if I'm not in the room, it doesn't turn off the damn fan. So it's like a tree falling in the forest. I guess I keep some ceiling fans on when I'm not in there because they move the air to where the thermostat is, hmm. and so it equalizes the air temperatures in my home. I, I don't think I about do any of this stuff even close to that much. <laughs> what do you keep your 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 house at? Six seventy one. Oh no. Yeah, oh, no. 24 hours a day. I'm afraid that's not acceptable. 24 hours a day. 78. There's always somebody home in my house. Do you that's hate so America? Cold. It is cold in there. Do you it hate cold America? In my house. It's not as cold as it is in here, man. We keep it like it's a meat locker. It's I like so it cold, cold in, in my house. Yeah. You know, on brutally hot summer days, I come out of here, I go sit in my car where it's like 120 degrees and think, oh, this feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a little while. Hey, I can feel my fingers again. So I, I look forward to uh, the day when the government has incentives for, for me to report energy <laughs> scoff laws like yourself. <laughs> Do it for America, Jack. Yeah, 78. Boy. I'm pitted out for my country. There's one, one like of Jimmy my... Jimmy Carter in the damn 55 mile per hour. You're on an interstate highway in Wyoming. It's as flat and straight as geometrists can imagine. Any ge- geometrist. Uh, they, they, they could conceivably happen. There are no cars. There will be no cars. And you're supposed to putt along at 55. Damn you, James Earl Carter. I know. I've driven 55 <laughs> and, and explained to my kids that this used to be 
be the speed limit. When I was in uh, western Kansas, I got drive all day long and see two cars. On the interstate, no right. cars. I mean, the only car on the interstate right. when you're cruising along it, straight as can be. Four lanes <laughs> of solitude with Perfectly a big wide straight, median. No hills. And, uh, yeah, 55 miles an hour. That's a little fast. Learn to drive. Just ridiculous. Oh, man. I love now. Thank you, Jimmy Carter. I love in the West how some of the the kind of more isolated highways are 75. Sure. We're not isolated highways. Gimme. If you're flying down to Los Angeles from Northern California, you can drive really fast. Yeah, yeah. Even traffic. Yeah, What are you going to do? Get out of the way if you don't like it. Until the bullet train is here. Right. And then you can ride on that in air-conditioned Gavin Newsomey comfort. <laughs> Just hold your breath. It'll be along any second now. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's funny, I do that all the time with my kids. I do that with the, the songs they like, and I say, I sound just like the guy, don't I? <laughs> no, you don't sound anything like him. No, no, let me get, let me get into the church. Don't I sound just like him? <laughs> oh, that's great. That is so beautiful. Um, Jack, creepy clowns are back in the news. Oh, Stay God. with us. Are at the ed- I hope they're not at the edge of the woods. Please don't say they're at the edge of the woods. We need to have alarms at the edge of the woods. <laughs> Surveillance cameras. Coming up later this hour, scientifically proven sources of sex appeal. They've done all kinds of studies. What is appealing to the opposite sex? And if you're worried that leaves out gay people, most of these studies are done for opposite sex people. It's because most people are straight. Because most people are straight. Yeah. Also, the Chuck E. Cheese origin story, which is sadder than you would have thought. I haven't thought anything about it ever. Neither have I, but I wouldn't have thought it was sad. Well, he's a rat who's been forced to toil away making pizzas for children. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a story of animal abuse. Uh, there are a lot of people that are sad uh, in, in modern society, and, and we're kind of doing it to ourselves, and then it makes some of us crazy and go shoot up the place. So Bill Maher on Friday night got into the topic of how he thinks... The loneliness epidemic fits into the um, uh, the shooting epidemic. Oh, I guarantee it does. And yeah. so he focuses in this little screed on uh, white males for that particular reason, because most of your shooters tend to be white males. It's just, yeah. it's just a true yeah, thing. The three would-be guys rounded up, uh, allegedly would-be guys, all were remarkably similar, similar to each other in appearance, lifestyle, everything. Anyway, this is what he said on Friday night. Armed and lonely is not a good combination. America has a loneliness crisis. 22% of millennials say they don't have any friends. 25% say they don't even have an acquaintance. And what is it that has made people so lonely? It's their stupid phone, which was supposed to connect people. But which studies have found has made them more lonely. The Internet is where young white men go from lonely and sad to radicalized and lethal. Because we used to wake up, read the paper, see all the terrible things in the world and say, well, at least my life is better than those poor slobs. But now it's the opposite. Social media tells you everyone is having more fun with more toys and more friends than you. 
before Instagram, you could be a loser but not feel it because the winners weren't always in your face. Even the most mundane post of avocado toast in a hipster coffee shop sends the message, I'm having fun and you're not. Enjoy your cup of noodles, fatty. <laughs> this is how the Internet gets you coming and going. Guys watch the haves on Instagram and then go over to sites like 8chan to brood with the have-nots. Being a loser used to just mean that you stayed home on Friday nights to get a head start on your Star Wars fan fiction. 8chan is where three of the mass shooters so far posted their manifestos. It's where QAnon got started. 8chan is to lonely white men what the hometown buffet is to gastric bypass patients. <laughs> Both dangerous and inescapable. <laughs> and it's why people need real friends. Not chat room friends. Not Facebook friends. Not fellow paranoids feeding each other misinformation on a screen. But real human friends who can look you in the eye and tell you that your theories about the coming race war are horseshit. <laughs> and to tell you that social media isn't real. So stop comparing yourself to a fantasy. No one is having that much fun. They're just distorting reality to big themselves up. Trust me, anyone out there who's home tonight feeling left out, discarded, and disrespected, if you knew how much everybody else is faking it, you wouldn't want to join them anyway. That's pretty good. That's some good stuff. Really, really good. You know, I had an insight listening to that, and it's so rare I thought I'd go ahead and say it out loud. For all of human history... And this is mostly true. The people you're surrounded with in your life, family, you know, friends, if, if, if indeed you have friends, uh, coworkers, schoolmates, neighbors, people in the same organizations as you, were very much like a random sample in a poll. And your crazy ideas or anger or whatever, you could diffuse it by... by communicating it to people, and you would get a good random sample feedback of, listen, I know you're angry, but, or listen, you're my best friend, but, um, whereas if you're segregated from any real contact and all you have is that carefully segmented contact, you don't have the random sample of people saying, I know you're angry, but they say you should be even angrier. You're right, and you're getting cheated and wronged and the rest of it. Man, isolation is just so bad in so many ways. Ugh. And I say that as an introvert. Is there any fix in this? Gosh, like it only, a lot of things. Is there only exacerbating it as the Internet gets better at finding us and putting us together? You know, I think the best you can hope for is that more and more people realize it and those with the wisdom to act on what they now understand will act on it. You're not going to save everybody which is kind of the utopian progressive big government view that we need to pass laws so that nobody can have an unhappy life. Well, well the, and it makes me sad that I can't save everybody. Well, this ex, well this next generation since they know they're faking it, will they will they look at this stuff in a different way? Cuz I'm faking it myself, making my pictures look I don't I'm actually not this thin. I'm making my relationship seem better. I know I'm faking it, so I'm not as bothered by the other stuff. Is I don't it? think human beings are that good at being human beings. Yeah. I'm afraid they're not. 
man, I just I keep writing this uh, note to my kids in my head. I need to actually write it and send it about how we're making ourselves insane, and I don't want them to be, you know, any more nuts than they already are. They're my kids, so, you know, they, they're behind the eight ball, but, uh, yeah. I'm not on Facebook for a variety of reasons. I'm glad I'm not, so I haven't ever gotten sucked into, look at all these people I used to know and how great their lives are. Yeah. I'd like to hear about that stuff, but as it is becoming more and more clear, and I thought Bill Maher uh, was quite eloquent about it, the they lure you in with the positives of it, but the side effects of that drug are enormous and terribly unhealthy. So I'm kind of glad I'm in the dark, I guess. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, gaffes and all, one Democrat continues dominating the polls. Seth Moulton. <laughs> and we got Senator Elizabeth Warren apologies to Native Americans. Wow. And believe me, the streaming wars are on big time. We get an update on that front as well. Streaming wars. Yeah, when does Disney finally hit and I get to subscribe to their service? Is that coming up soon? I think in a month or so, like yeah. November. November yeah. My kids yeah. have been waiting for this yeah. ever since they yanked all the shows we liked off of Netflix. God, we'll probably drop Netflix the day that comes out. So will, so will a lot of other people. Sell your stock. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. Marshall's News next. So we disowned Conor McGregor last week of anybody we thought was ever cool. Uh, he's a... Uh, he's an MMA, MMA fighter and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And then he had one big boxing match that I paid for when he lost to Floyd Merriweather. But anyway, he's had a couple of run-ins and he owns his own whiskey. Well, he punched an old man in a bar last week and it's on video. Sucker punched him, too. Oh, Didn't yeah. even like fair fight an old man. Which Didn't is say so stand weak. up, let's take this outside. It, just sucker punched him It wasn't him a head. drunk bar guy who squared up to him and he ended right. right. Like it, no, right. it was a sucker punch. And, yeah, of an old guy. Gross. An Irish bar in Florida poured out all of its proper number 12 whiskey down the toilet. That's Conor McGregor's whiskey. Uh... After they saw the video, video published, blah, 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 came out. And so this bar, they they made a big uh, splash, if you pardon the expression, out of pouring his whiskey down the toilet with a picture of him propped up on the toilet. Nice. And it's gone viral and had a gazillion people have looked at it and everything like that. That's the low life there that we've all supported, he said. All right, guys, get that in the toilet because that's where his whiskey belongs right now. Proper 12 to hell with it will never be sold in this bar. Yes. Irish bar that was very proud of him and had pictures everywhere and all kinds of stuff. Right. Well, he's a scumbag. So yep. that's what happens. Thank God video exists in the modern world. You could have gotten away with that back in the day. Nobody would ever heard of it. It had been a local story, mm-hmm. but it had never gotten around. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, he's still on top. Former Vice President Joe Biden continues to lead the field of Democratic presidential candidates. By a lot. The CNN poll was taken soon after that second debate. and Biden is the favorite of 29% of responders. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is second with 15%. Then you got Senator Elizabeth Warren right behind at 14%. And then South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Boot at Edge Edge is next. They say (laughs) is next at five percent. The poll turned out to be good news for former Obama Cabinet Secretary Julian Castro because his two percent qualified him for the next debate. Castro, Castro. I think there's like a fake CNN town hall thing focusing on climate change before the next event. Yeah, I think it's tonight, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Nobody knows. 
Nobody cares. Check your local uh, listings. Tulsi Gabbard's at 2% in this poll. How much of that is her white outfit that she wore at the debate? She's super cute. I think that's half of her support. Mm. Um, yeah. Biden at 29, yep. doubling up Sanders and Warren is pretty amazing. But the unique thing about this, as we discussed earlier, Sanders and Warren are the same candidate, right? Uh, with the same positions on everything. So if one of them would get out, and I think it's most likely Bernie gets out, right. Elizabeth Warren, I'm thinking, is right there neck and neck with Biden. That'll be a heck of an interesting race, because they are different things. Do you think she'll take his scalp? Oof. And there, uh, something there. There's a big Democratic <laughs> uh, Party uh, get-together coming up in California here pretty soon, and Joe Biden will not be there. He is going to be in oh, New Hampshire. So they're, He's gone to ground, as they yeah. say. So yeah. they're really, really keeping him under wraps. Yeah, because yeah. well, every time he speaks, he messes up. Although Joe Biden is a dummy. Remember when Hillary was way ahead and they said, yes, we've agreed to uh, one debate in the middle of the night. On a Sunday uh, on Mars. Against the Sunday night football, I think. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. right. Yeah, and then they browbeat her into more, but not many more. On one hand, I do think they're keeping Biden under wraps because of his gaffes. On the other hand, this poll is post all those gaffes getting so much publicity, and he went up in the poll. So. Mm. Meanwhile, Democratic presidential candidate Senator Elizabeth Warren has made a public apology to Native Americans over her past claims to Native heritage. Finally, she apologized for the 80th time. She was speaking at a <laughs> forum on Native American issues in Iowa. Like anyone who's been honest with themselves, I know that I have made mistakes. I am sorry for harm I have caused. So, I'm not going to redo my entire rant from earlier this morning, but I am sorry for any harm I have caused. You haven't caused anybody any harm. And the people you allegedly harmed know it. And if you asked them, well, they actually did ask them. And they said, no, we're fine. I think she needs to put it behind her. Who cares? The whole, I'm sorry, I have hurt you, I have caused harm. No, you haven't. Can we quit glorifying, oh, I'm wounded. Somebody said something slightly dumb. Stop it! That the Native Americans are fine. And if they're not, it was more about the genocide than Elizabeth Warren. Right. Please, the harm you've done. By Your family story was your part Indian. Turns out you are. It's very small, but who cares? Are we Nazis? Are we Klansmen? We're so worried about who has what percentage of what blood. It's ridiculous. So she says she made a mistake. Right. What part was the mistake? Was the... Being a woman of color in the Harvard uh, Law Review, was that a part of the mistake? Uh, it's phony and stupid. M- but... Much like art, a good apology leaves interpretation mm-hmm. yes. up to the recipient. <laughs> yes. Was the mistake getting a uh, 23 meat blood check or whatever? <laughs> and, the, check. and then <laughs> when you find out that you have no Indian in it, you act like that that's proof that you do? I mean, that was that was just weird. Oh, yeah. That was just dumb and ill-advised and, and silly, but it didn't harm anybody. We were talking earlier about we've had to do that folk dance. I loved your description of it, Jack. Go ahead. I don't want to steal your thunder. Well, we had a group that was angry at us for something, and we were in trouble and uh, on our heels. And so we invited them on the show, and we were all going to apologize. We are going to apologize. But anyway, they're here on the air acting super sad, and we're acting super... Contrite. Contrite. Ashamed. During commercial breaks, everybody's just laughing and talking and not talking about the subject at all because nobody's really bothered by it. No. They're not bothered. We're not bothered. And then when the mics are back on, they act very serious about, well, what you did, you know, 
the 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 history of those kind of comments. The and message. And we would say, well, we know. So it's all completely phony oh, yeah. on both sides. They and did that, their dance step. We did ours. And it's always that way. It was the same way with the Native Americans and Elizabeth Warren and most of these controversies that happened. Her, it's weird. Her sincere tone of sad, ashamed. I'm so sorry for the harm I've done. Oh, stop it. With the you're devastated that something tiny was said that... Oh, please. What happened, whatever happened to strength? <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, and, and we go. talked about this earlier, too, that if you are aggrieved, you have bargaining power. You have hand, as they said on Seinfeld, the upper hand. The illustration I gave was if you forget your wife's birthday, she has now power, bargaining power. That you're not going to say no to her that, well, can we go out for steaks tonight and at least do something? No, honey, steaks are too expensive. Said no husband ever, having forgotten her birthday. (laughs) Well, everybody's just desperate for that sort of power. If I'm the good person and you were the bad person, even if it's completely phony, I get power. And that's what all this stuff is about. By the way, on this poll, though, and I watched a little Elizabeth Warren this morning, and I was pretty impressed. I just feel like she's in a groove. I might. I'm not there yet. But I've had my money on Biden all along. I might switch it to Elizabeth Warren. I might be that convinced that I think she's going to be the nominee. Ooh. Do you agree with Donnie Deutsch that she'd lose 47 states? God, I can't believe that that message would win you the presidency. Mm. Meanwhile, the streaming wars are indeed heating up. Apple is spending more than $6 billion on original content for its new TV streaming service called Apple TV+. Plus. The Financial Times reporting Apple is working hard to get its service going before rival Disney launches on November the 12th. So the streaming services are just pouring billions of dollars yeah, into products. I, I, I think they're probably making this assumption that most people are okay with a subscription, maybe two, but probably just one for most people. Mm. And you got to be that one. I just can't see us having multiple subscriptions on TV. Am I going to have Netflix and Disney and whatever else? Well, how about HBO? How about Amazon Prime Video? Because that's a subscription in a way. It's, you know, Jeff Bezos uh, cleverly said, we'll have free delivery of your packages. Oh, yeah, and TV for you to watch. What the one has to do with the other is nothing. But Mm -hmm. I wonder if General Motors is going to think, wait a minute. Wait a minute. GM TV. I don't know. <laughs> so the current, the three-headed monster is going to be Netflix, the Apple TV, and then the, the Disney bundle where they have Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu all right. for about 12 bucks a month. Oh, I'm in on that. I'm absolutely in on that. Yeah. and so, so the, the, I use Hulu, so. The bundles of those three together makes that a, a very appealing thing. Um, I, I believe Apple was priced out at $10 a month yeah, is what they're, bucks a month, they're aiming yeah. for. Um, so they all seem to be flirting within that kind of uh, that dollar. Maybe amount. the good news for consumers is they'll all have to bring the prices down a little right. bit to be room to have room for the. I don't know. Well, ten bucks a uh, ten bucks a bundle. That's thirty bucks for the three. That's still right. cheaper than a lot of your cancel, cable. Cancel your cable subscription. Yeah, and you're paying one hundred twenty-four yep. dish or whatever. Yeah. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. That's the number one place to cost cut, though. If you're if you end up in a bind, is all the friggin' subscriptions. Yeah. It's so easy yeah. to have them a- add up. Oh yeah. Three yeah. here, five there, 13 there. And you know, it's mostly FOMO that keeps. Well, I'll just speak for myself because I've. 
unplugged to some extent, but not very far. And it's just fear of, oh, man, when the big, I don't know, ball game or golf tournament or, or press conference or whatever is on, I'm not going to have it. And I just, I, I got to be able to have it. And granted, we work in media, so it's a little different from us. But I'll bet I could find virtually everything I want without a monthly big-ass subscription. Probably expensive. Why do I? Well, the casual obscenities, Joe. Please check know. yourself. You're, you're better than that. I'm foul mouth. Well, some I'm people actually better not. Better I know you're that. not, but right. other people think they are. Right. right. You're too good to work blue. <laughs> uh, again, you know me better than that, Michael. Scientifically proven sources of sex appeal. How to appeal to the opposite sex? Science. If you're hot, you're hot, Jack. That's what I say. That's probably what it'll come down to. I've got that next on the Armstrong. <laughs> Today, Hi, I forgot how old is he? The great Robert Plant, seventy-one. Man, he's memory. at least that old. Yeah, he's got to be older than that. Does he have to be? Well, it's been, a, it's been a long time since he rock and rolled. <laughs> he, he's conceded that himself. He's just seventy-one. Yeah, man, right. he was a kid when Zeppelin started. He was a child. Scientifically proven sources of sex appeal. There's a very, very long article in the Atlantic because the Atlantic only does very long articles. We've got kind of the boiled down version of it for you. This is my impression of an Atlantic editor. That's very good. Uh, Double the length, please. Yeah. Can you give us more? Hot or not, the question of whom we're attracted to and why has long confounded humankind's greatest philosophers, scientists, and reality show contestants. Scads of studies suggest that those of us looking for Mr. or Mrs. Wright may actually be looking for Mr. Facial Symmetry. Sure. Or Mrs. Ideal Waist-to-Hip Ratio. Oh, yeah. Other research suggests that whether a trait is attractive depends on the type of connection you're looking for. For example, women in one study found men with facial scars more appealing than other men for short-term relationships. Yeah, it is true. But not for long-term relationships. So I'm not going to marry a guy with a scar on his face, but I'll uh, date him for the summer. Do they get into how when women are ovulating, they have different uh, different sorts of men appeal to them? I don't think I've read about that, but in another study, men with beards had an edge among women seeking long-term relationships. Hmm. A finding says here a finding that might give clean-shaven guys with scars an idea about how to turn a one-night stand into something lasting. If you'd like to, (laughs) certainly. Wake up with a full beard. Lure in with your scar. Looks like you're really hitting it off. Grow a beard so she can't see right. the scar. Listen, uh, I'm going to be out of town for a week and a half. <laughs> and then we should see each other again. It says here, now, this is really groundbreaking stuff. I want you to hear this. Women often mistake males' indications of sexual interest for expressions of friendliness. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I've told my wife this. I've taught my daughters no, this. This is completely new stuff. You knew this already, really. <laughs> okay. Men, You're con- mocking me. Men consistently mistake <laughs> females' expressions of friendliness for sexual interest. Wait a minute now. Hmm. I, uh, I ladies, feel like you're misinterpreting our friendship. Ladies, 99 times out of 100, that straight guy 
who's being super nice to you all the time is interested in you. Right. Right. He might not be insisting, but he'd certainly like it to happen. Right. And that's why guys assume the same is true for women. A right. woman being nice to me, it must be because she's interested in me because that's how I interface sure. with the opposite. Right, gender. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. the reverse, obviously. Yeah. I'm nice to guys all the time that I would never... Ooh, Jim? Oh, yeah. gross. No, but we're really good friends and I tell them all my secrets. Yeah, I know. My- guys don't do that. <laughs> Uh, my my darling bride is uh, just a bit of a flirt by nature, and she was it's funny. She was one of those women uh, who, in high school, is more comfortable hanging out with guys and girls. She thought too backstabby and weird and hostile, and the rest. So she had more guy friends than and I, and she's uh, a little flirty. And I tell her guys are not taking it the way you think they are. No, but, no, they aren't. Uh, and oh, she brings it home. Bring it home. Harvard researchers found that women were most attracted to men whose level of interest to them was in them was ambiguous. I'm sorry, really say it again. Women are more attracted to men who aren't sure if you dig them or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, playing hard to get. I've always found that to be true. Right. But, uh, yeah. And also with inverse, the hotter the girl. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The, the more that works. Absolutely. Well, and I tell you why. They're so stunned that you're not falling all over them. They're like, well, this is interesting. Yeah. What's going on What's here? What's this new thing? <laughs> well, and listen, it has to do with uh, the nature of being a woman and, and the nature of being a man. And again, we're on the theme of anybody who denies that there are important fundamental biological differences between men and women is just, well, as Thomas Sowell would said, they're, they're so well-educated, they believe stuff that can't possibly be true. But a woman if you come on like a starving hound dog, she knows, okay, there's danger of this going way too far, way too fast. I'm going to have to work really hard to manage this. Whereas if you just are, uh, hi, nice to meet you. She thinks, okay, I can explore this further. It's not going to go nuts. So, yeah. And the very best stuff I didn't have time to get to. And perhaps I will put that in the One More Thing podcast. Which you can also find and listen to. Oh, we've got a new XL podcast, too, with uh, Dave Ramsey at armstrongandgetty.com. What color to wear on your date? We'll have that in the One More Thing podcast. Please be flat. Please be flat. <laughs> we've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. That's nice. That, that reminds me of that uh, meditation Almost thing put me to sleep. Yeah. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Oh, wake up! Let's get a final thought from everybody. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, Michael. You know, I learned something new from the A&G show every day. When Marshall Phillips said today that you could buy pants from the Internet, I had my doubts. But I got online, and I'll be damned, you can buy pants from the Internet. <laughs> learned something new every day. Uh, speaking of Marshall Phillips, there he is, beautifully panted. Your final thought? Well, Michelangelo, I'm going to tell you, my mail-order pants have indeed turned out to be a big hit today. Many compliments on their sleek fit, on their colorization. I mean, it's been great. And it's not Internet, it's mail-order. <laughs> Positive Sean, final thought for us? Yeah, the new drinking craze among the, uh, the the younger sect. It's it's no longer the beers and the ciders. It's the hard seltzers. Be on the lookout for the hard seltzers. A lot of the beer companies are making a big push for this. Mm. I've seen it pop up all over the place in various outdoor summertime things. It's, yeah, so it's got less carbs than the beer, but okay. it's, it's similar. It's a malted thing you or whatever. But, but yeah, oh, it's interesting. It, I've, I've had them. They're fine, but yeah. that's kind of the new trend. Degenerate trunks. Jack, final thought for us? Hey, California, when the Wall Street Journal does a big article about how much poop there is on your sidewalks and streets, you might want to take a look at your situation. 
The Golden State might be a different color than you think in the eyes of many. California, America's Haiti. Uh, my final thought is the uh, on Robert Plant's birthday, uh, side one of Led Zeppelin one. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. I have such a warm, just great... Oh, my God. I love that album so much. I've heard from drug junkies that it ain't bad if you got a little THC in your system. Hmm. I don't approve of that sort of drug abuse, but that's what I've heard. And Jimmy Page played a Telecaster on that first album, which most people don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the greatest... Oh, my God. The Um, opening riff of the opening song. That's enough. Armstrong and a 20-second long album. It would have been great. <laughs> Overpriced, but great. <laughs> Wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business. Armstrong and Getty.